a little girl was dressed in her Sunday best. But she was worried that she was going to be late for Sunday school. And so she was running. And as she was running, she said, Dear Lord, please help me not to be late. Help me not to be late. But then she trips over a curb. And she gets all dusty and tears her dress a little bit. She gets up and she starts running again. She continues to pray, Lord, please help me not to be late. But please don't shove me either. (laughs) Today's lesson from Hebrews chapter 11 also talks about running a race. No shoving implied. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Let's say that together. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Are there any joggers in the congregation? Any former joggers? Anyone who gets exhausted just watching joggers? The metaphor that runs through this passage, see what I did there? The metaphor that runs through the passage is very simple. It compares the life of faith to running a race. A race that can be exhilarating and a race that can be excruciating. But it's a race. Question Is running easy? Really? I mean, even someone like Eric, Eric Little. Anyone remember Eric Little? Well, I, I know why. <laughs> Eric Little, the great Olympian who was made famous by the movie Chariots of Fire. Eric Little said this. In the dust of defeat, as well as the laurels of victory, there is a glory to be found. God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. When I run now, I get a pain in my side. Victory in the life of faith is to run well and to cross the finish line. And getting to that finish line and running well is often anything but a picnic. And sadly, sadly, we have often reduced religion to a dainty little picnic. Instead of a long-burning, shin-splitting race. You and I are often shocked or surprised or annoyed when things get tough. Or our faith demands our blood, sweat, or tears. Or our faith would inconvenience us in some way. But you really shouldn't be surprised by this. Christianity is a way of life. Let me ask you some questions about that way of life. The Christian way of life, does it have moments of great comfort and inspiration? Yes! Does the Christian way of life have moments of drudgery and despair? Yes. Does the Christian way of life have moments of arduous effort and anguish? Yes. So don't be surprised when the going gets tough. Living your faith in the pursuit of the cause of justice. Is that going to be a picnic 
Ha, ha. Probably not. Uh, how about living your faith in marriage? Is that going to be a picnic? Sometimes. Other times it will be a steep uphill climb. How about being living out your faith as a parent? Or as a caregiver? Or how about as a kid at school and nobody else is doing the right thing, but you are? Is that a picnic? No. How about living your faith in the face of cancer? Or depression? Or divorce? Are those picnics? No. But it's part of the Christian way of life. It's part of the deal. Oh, speaking of picnics, speaking of picnics, we'll see if, how many of you remember this. Hey, boo-boo. Let's get some up in the baskets. <laughs> yeah, the, the ranger's not going to like this. How many of you remember that? And for those of you who do not, you will be provided. Deeply, deeply provided. We, we can talk about what we need there later. But running the race of faith requires perseverance. To be a disciple of Jesus, to be a serious Christian, means you're signing up for a race. To be a disciple means you're stepping into a long line of spiritual runners, some of whom are shown in the stained glass in our church. What Hebrews 11 calls the cloud of witnesses. It's a race that many people have run before you, that people have run after you, and we see these runners, the great cloud of witnesses. Dr. Amy Fielder, who is a professor of New Testament, she sort of pulls out this running metaphor from the passage and gives some insight. As runners enter the stadium, they are surrounded by the crowd all around. The cloud of witnesses both proclaims the story of their own faith and expectantly waits for those running to endure in theirs. Get rid of anything that would trip you up, the author commands. With a cloud around you, keep your eyes before you on the ultimate runner, the one who created the race of faith, and the only one who has reached his perfect end, Jesus. So question for you, the race of faith, should it be characterized more by competition or cooperation? Should the race of faith be characterized more by competition or cooperation? Tell someone next to you cooperation. You see, the goal is not to be first. Okay, for competitive people like myself, you know, that's, a, that's already a challenge from the beginning. The challenge is not to be first. Jesus has already taken that place of honor. And actually, centuries of women and men, young and old, superstar saints, and forgotten followers, have already completed the race before us. Sometimes they clasped, sometimes they crawled, sometimes they walked. But by God's grace, they persevered and were able to cross the finishing line. They were able to persevere in the way of love, the way of the disciple, the way of Jesus. And that's the race you and I are a part of anytime we say, yeah, I'm Christian, you're stepping in to that race. 
And now for some jokes. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. And these are so good. You're going to be so amazed that I even have to make sure I'm doing them right. Alright, number one. Number one. My first job was working in an orange juice factory. I got canned. Because I couldn't concentrate. Don't worry, that'll be better. Number two. Then I worked in the woods as a lumberjack, but I couldn't hack it. So they gave me the axe. One more, don't worry. One more. This one's shorter. Next I tried working in a muffler factory, but I just found it to be too exhausting. I think some of you are getting exhausted with this, so let us move right along. So how do you persevere in the race of faith? Well, what, was, what does a serious runner do in preparation for a tough race? They train. They practice. They eat right. They learn something about running, yes? This, my friends, is the work of Christian discipleship. Just as a runner practices and trains for the day of the race, so the disciple practices and trains for the life of faith. Just as a runner has a routine to help them be successful on that race day, so disciples have routines to help them be successful on the race of each day of their lives. And that's exactly what our rule of life is that we've been talking about at St. John. It's a spiritual routine. It's a spiritual routine designed to open you to the power of the Spirit, to enable you to become the kind of person who will persevere in loving God and loving others over a lifetime. A lifetime with its on-the-mountain periods, with its dark valleys, with its moments of delight, all the ups and downs, to persevere in loving God and neighbor over a lifetime. And whether that loving is as a parent over a lifetime, or in marriage, or in witnessing for justice, or in friendship, in any other way, that's what this routine is there for. This routine is based on centuries of tested spiritual exercises that will grow you in the way of Jesus, that will develop your spiritual muscles, and enable you to become the best version of yourself possible. That's the fancy language that we mean by formation, Christian formation, Christian discipleship. Growing into the most alive, the best version of yourself you could be. So what exactly are, what is this routine? What are these seven marks of discipleship? Well, if you open your bulletin to the back, don't be shy, or share a bulletin with someone next to you. In the very back, it has a mission, it has a vision, but it also says rule of life at the back there. And we will say the rule of life, just the parts in italics together. And we'll, we'll say it loudly. In response to God's love, supported by my St. John's family, and empowered by the Holy Spirit, I will live my baptismal vows as a disciple of Jesus by striving to worship weekly, pray daily, serve at St. John's and beyond, love others and build spiritual friendships, 
Know the Christian story and invite others. Give generously. Rest regularly. Notice that it says it's powered by the Holy Spirit. That's God's help. And with the support of my St. John's family. You and I cannot hope to run the race of faith well. Or to finish on the basis of our own might and merit. Not going to happen. Question. If you don't train, can you expect to do well on the day of the race? Ah. Do the spiritual math. One of the major differences between the truth drawer and the disciple is that the disciple trains for the life of faith. How's your training going? What needs improvement? And maybe you've gotten out of practice, or maybe you've actually never really started. And if that's the case, well, start with the seven marks of discipleship. Start with our spiritual rule. Get some spiritual coaching. Now, are you going to mess up sometimes? Are you going to just say, oh, I'm not going to do that today? Is that going to happen? Yes. Happens to me too. But it's a race. Life of faith is this race that we enter into with the cloud of witnesses. And so as we're running that race, in all the different ways that we live out our faith, marriage, friendships, work, justice causes, there's a lot of ways that are all about our faith. As you're running that race, make sure to stop and drink deeply of the spiritual drink of this table. And to be replenished by the spiritual food of this altar. Because it will sustain you when the hills of life are steep, when the weather is oppressive, and there's no picnic basket in sight. Because of your training, because of the support of God's people, because of God's love, you will be able to persevere when you're on the mountain or off the mountain. And you will get to that stadium where all those spiritual runners, all the saints from centuries past, will stand up and they will cheer your name as you cross that line in faith. Amen.